Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Creating net new opportunities is on every seller's mind right now. And whether you like it or not, the phone is one of the key ways in helping you build a sustainable pipeline and is going to be the main tool that's going to enable you to achieve success moving forward. Now, this week, we're joined by the cold calling queen, Ashley Asadi, who's going to talk about the characteristics required to be successful when it comes to cold calling. This episode is brought to you by VanillaSoft.com sales engagement platform like no other. VanillaSoft is a platform that helps you engage your leads like a CRM just simply can't do. CRM are great, but to engage with your leads effectively, to turn a marketing qualified lead into a sales qualified lead and put more opportunities into your pipeline, you need to get yourself a sales engagement platform. So do yourself a favor, head over to vanillasoft.com, sign up for a free trial, and see why so many salespeople are closing more deals as a result of using Vanilla Soft. So before we get into today's show, guys, I just want to say thanks again for subscribing and for listening to this podcast. I do this to help you be the very best you can be. Please continue to like, rate, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to send me a message on LinkedIn. I absolutely love receiving those messages of gratitude and thanks. So please keep it up. With all the tactics that are out there right now, with all the strategies that we have at our disposal to be the best sales professionals we can be, we can often get a bit paralyzed with all the tools that we have in front of us. But the reality is the phone is still the number one way to engage with our prospects. Now, the world has gone completely mad, but if you're in sales, you still have a target to meet. You still have to get out there and create net new opportunities. And yes, we can leverage off social tools. We can leverage off social intelligence tools to give us data about our prospects. But the number one way to cut through all the noise is using the phone. The phone is still the best way to engage with your prospects. Now, sure, there should be a combination. It should be an omni-channel approach to the way we prospect. Nailing your skills on the phone will only help you with your emailing, with your social, with all the other channels that you can use to engage with your prospects. And this week, it's pretty cool because we get to talk to somebody who's spent their entire career building their cold calling skills. And now they run a business where companies outsource their lead gen to Ashley. And she has a team of people that are on the phone creating net new opportunities. It's a profitable business. It's been going for a number of years. So it just goes to show that when done right, when executed well, you're able to use the phone as a mechanism to create net new opportunities for yourself. So this is going to be a great episode. Ashley's, you know, a bubbly character. There's a lot of sort of nuggets here. We're going to talk about the characteristics and the mindset required to achieve success so that you can be the best sales professional you can be. So welcome to the show, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm pretty pumped. Anybody that is going to talk about the fact that cold calling is far from dead is a friend of mine and I can't wait to get started with you. <laughs> so before we get into today's show, um, we'd love to, to learn a bit more about you and how you started in the wacky world of sales. 
I'd love to share my story. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name's Ashley Alsadi and where did I start in sales or how did I start? Well, I studied a Bachelor of Communications majoring in PR yep. at university. But like so many, when I graduated, I really didn't know what area I wanted to go into. You know, there was so much choice. And it was actually a friend of mine who said, why don't you try corporate sales? You know, you've got the gift of the gab, you love people, why don't you try it? And so I actually joined a corporate sales firm, at a small one down on the Mornington Peninsula here in Melbourne. And that was great. You know, it was a lot of face-to-face kind of field-based selling. Yep. But I found my niche and my love of cold calling when my boss at the time said, well, Ash, we really need to grow. We need more clients and I want you to help with that. And I said, well, how do you want me to do it? And she pointed at the phone and said, start calling. Yep. And I still remember that first day when I had to pick up the phone. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. You know, there was all that rejection but quite quickly, you know, I learned that there were regular responses people were giving me. I started to develop a script. Uh, there were ways of building rapport. But ultimately, I just loved it. Yep. I loved, loved, loved picking up the phone and talking to people and probably the thrill of turning a no into a yes. And quite quickly, um, you know, I, I obviously established that I loved it. But I noticed that her clients, my boss's clients, were coming in and saying, we need someone that does what Ashley does. We need a cold caller in our business. So there was a huge gap in the market. And that's where I started to think about running my own business doing this as well. Fantastic. And fast forward, and now your company helps organizations with their outbound you know, what we call, you know, telemarketing or sales development, and you actually help organizations add that extra level of sort of sales care. Um, yeah. And you do it as a living, right? Exactly. Yeah. So for the last eight and a half years, um, I've run the Promo Donna, which is yep. a lead generation company. Um, what we predominantly do is cold calling and direct marketing. So cold calling and, and cold emailing and things like that. Yep. Um, and we've helped hundreds of uh, of companies all around Australia generating high quality sales leads or sales appointments. So, you know, you started off the podcast saying, you know, talking about cold calling being dead and yeah. that, uh, that argument that goes on. So I am definitely here to tell you it is far from dead because even during this current climate, we are creating highly qualified sales appointments every week. Yeah. And is there a specific industry or you work across a number of different verticals? We we tend to work with service-based industries, actually. That's yeah. where we found our niche because, look, I think the big differentiator is we're not a massive call centre that's like that average telemarketing firm churning and mm. burning through numbers. I think we've got a very high-quality approach. You know, my, I've got a boutique sales firm of really, you know, highly experienced yeah. sales professionals and because of that, we can talk to people of all levels. So we find ourselves working with IT companies, branding and design firms, HR firms, even coaches and consultants yep. um, creating appointments. So, yeah, I would say B2B, service-based industries is, is where we play. It's amazing, right? I just don't know why the, the argument, I and mean, we spoke about this 
you know, before we went live, right? But the argument just doesn't go away. And look, it could be for a variety of reasons. Obviously, inbound is, um, you know, people are saying you need to attract and you need to bring in leads. Um, yep. But the reality is there's many buyers that we want to talk to that aren't necessarily in that level of search. Um, yes. And they're not actively out there looking for the product or service that we offer. And some of them don't even know the problem that they have or the solution that they need to fix their problem. And yes. so, you know, I'm really challenged by the fact that people say, you know, stop cold calling, stop cold outreach. Um, yeah. Because the reality is, in my eyes, if we know our product or service can enable somebody to achieve something better, we can help them. Yes. It's like, and I, I, I say this with respect to everything going on right now, but if I knew I had something that could fix you know, COVID-19. I yes. would do everything in my power to help people with that particular problem. Right? 100%. And so that's selling when you actually think about it, when I've got a message that I know that's going to help someone. I know yes. some people can argue and say, oh, well, but what if they don't want it or they don't need it? But the reality is if there's a need out there, you know, it's our job. We're compelled to go and help people fix a particular problem, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what selling is. Exactly. I love it. So, <laughs> um, so, you know what, in building your business, um, you know, as and, and it's not like it's a business that's been around for six months or a year. You've been around nearly a decade, right? So you've seen social, the wave of social come through. Yep. How has that impacted your business in a positive or negative way? Oh, I love this question. Yeah, because, you know, I think when social came along and the online world, yep. you know, was rapidly growing, I think this is definitely when those arguments started that old sales methods are dying, you know, let's not use them anymore. Um, I would say there's been definitely more positive impacts on my business, to be completely yeah. honest, because socials have allowed us to warm up leads, number mm. one. So, um, you know, people are now establishing a really strong brand for themselves online, but they still need the phone to follow up. Yeah. Um, for example, you know, I, I was talking to a woman the other day who had done everything to establish a new business for herself. So she'd set up a website, she put herself on Instagram, LinkedIn, whatnot, but then was hearing crickets. You know, she mm. was saying, I'm posting all these things and I'm not hearing anything back. And I said, well, are you actively following up your market? Yeah. Are you actually getting on the phone and talking to people? Because without doing that, you're not getting direct feedback from them about what they really need. Yeah. That's the thing that, you know, people forget. And not only that, we are certainly in an age where people are bombarded with information. So even if you're sending out information, you know, via socials and the online world and people are seeing it and are interested, they get very busy. Mm. This is what people forget. Absolutely. So by following up and using the phone, you have a much higher success rate of actually converting mm. them you know, into a, a prospective yeah. client or a client. So that's been one positive way is being able to warm up leads to then follow them up. Um, but also, yes, I think people are starting to realise that if you're predominantly just online, you're losing that human-to-human -human connection. Yeah. And, you know, things like this, you know, this current crisis has had people realise that even more, mm. that, you know, since the crisis has hit, um, and we're all isolated, 
we want to speak to people. Yeah, we want to, you know, reach out and connect with people and they're realising, well, you know, if I'm just sitting on my social media trying to do this, I'm not really having conversations with people. Yeah. Um, so, so pick up the phone, people. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love, I love the way you explain that. And, I mean, obviously I see, you know, one of the things that I love about what I do is I get to see a lot of different campaigns. I get to see a lot of data. And a lot of the businesses I work with are ones that have got incredible lead generation techniques through inbound but their conversion metrics are terrible. Yes. You know, they generate leads. They're like, these are all of our high-quality leads. I'm like, most of them are MQLs. They're not even wanting a call. You're flooding your pipeline with people that aren't ready to buy. Even the ones that have, you know, number of gates, um, their their management process on new leads um, and the way they call and the speed to call um, is impacting their ability to, to get the best from a conversion rate perspective. Um, yeah. You know, and I find it really interesting. I'm like, yes, inbound's great, um, and I'm not. I'm not saying inbound's not great, but the yeah. reality is, um, the offline connection is probably one of the most important parts of the process, right? I mean, we ain't yes. selling an Amazon product or a fast-moving consumable good. Um, we're selling products to people, and especially if there's a value, that offline mm-hmm. connection is absolutely key. And that's just my opinion. So I'm really glad. Um, to hear and really appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah, and you've actually had me just, you know, remember that another probably key point to answer your question before on, you know, how's it impacted your business when social media happened? Um, You know, after everyone started generating leads via the online, um, you know, way, um, we've had so many clients, just like you're saying, realising that, yes, the inbound lead generation is occurring, but the quality is Mm. sometimes not there or the qualification process isn't happening and they don't have time. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why people use, Mm. you know, say lead magnets or, you know, lead generation companies, SEO companies, things like that. They don't have time to do that first half of the sales process. So I'm going to bet that they're also not having time to qualify out the leads. And a positive impact for us has been that, Clients have now said, look, I've got a LinkedIn campaign I'm running or I've got a a Facebook campaign I'm running. Can you now follow up these leads to qualify them out and then book appointments with the people that are actually, you know, legitimately wanting an opportunity with us? Yeah. Um, Because you're right, you still have to, you know, farm out those that aren't really keen. They just wanted the info or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. Oh, look, you know, and again, I, I think it just goes to show, right, that the phone's a crucial part of the process. Um, yeah. And, you know, in your building your career, um, especially building this business um, to the point and, and to, the, to the size that it is right now, what's one of the biggest learnings that you took away that if you could go back and do it again, you'd do differently? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I'm like, which one should I pick? Yeah. I mean, the journey of an entrepreneur or a business owner, you never stop learning, yeah. do you? You know, eight and a half years. Um, for me, I mean, the Emis book was had such an impact on me yeah. as a business owner. I, I'm sure you've probably read it as many people have. Um, for those who haven't, the e-myth is about having that entrepreneurial mm. seizure where you're a technician. So I was, it, when I read that book, I was like, this person has written this about me. Yeah. 
Like he's written it about my life because I was a cold caller. I was a professional cold caller. I loved what I did. And then I had this entrepreneurial seizure where I went, hang on, I'm working for someone else. Why am I doing this for myself? Like making more money. So obviously jumped in the deep end, started the promo Donna, but then you are the technician that loves what you do. And suddenly you're thrown into the manager role where you're no longer the technician, you have to manage people. So one of the biggest learnings for me is probably how to better manage people, how to attract a great team. Um, That's been my big learning over the eight and a half years. And I'm really proud to say that now I've got a really proven process to find amazing cold callers because we are a very rare breed. Absolutely. (laughs) So I want to... I'm going to ask you something, right? I get asked, asked this question quite a lot, and um, I've got my view, but I want to talk, I want to ask you. So, you know, cold calling, you say we're a, you're a unique breed, right? Yeah. The type of people that you attract for this role, mm. are they a particular social style? Are they, are they always the same profile of people that you look for? Yeah, look, that's a great question because, you know, originally when I was hiring, I was doing things like disc profiles and and all of that, but they don't fit the one box. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like originally when I was recruiting, I was, um, you know, following psychometric testing and whatnot because I thought, well, maybe everyone fits in the one box. They're a high eye or something of that nature, which I am, and it's probably no surprise. Um, but all of my staff were so different. You know, some of them were I's, some of them were S's, some of them were C's, whatever it, what it might be. What has tended to work for me in the world of recruiting a, a cold caller is actually word of mouth and referral. Okay. As in, I find that people that tend to love cold calling and do this for the long term yeah. We like to hang out with each other. (laughs) We know each other. We, you know, have been in industry sectors together, things like that. So I've always, you know, got my feelers out or I've even got my team asking people if they're passionate Mm. about it, you know, do they want to, you know, work for our company. And then on top of that, you have to have a really good vetting process initially And I don't mind sharing, you know, some of that. So I usually have an interview with people to talk about, you know, are they passionate about cold calling? But a lot of people can say that they are, but the proof's in the pudding. Mm. So I then run what I like to call almost like an acid test where I train them up on the the promo donna, who we are and what we do. And then I say, we're going to get on the phones. We're actually going to make some calls and you can sell the promo donna to the marketplace. Now, people who are great at cold calling, they'll do yeah, it absolutely. then and there. Um, others freeze up. Yeah, it's, so, it's an interesting, yeah. you know, and I've actually used that myself, you know, to sort of see how they go and then I give them feedback and try to assess their coachability. And, and I love that. I love the fact that, you you know, the acid test. But I want to go back a step, right? So, you know, you talk about people that, that love cold calling. There's probably people listening to this going, mate, what are you talking about? We don't love rejection <laughs> and people hanging up and people telling us where to go because we all get it, right? Yeah. Um, but just go back a step. So, you know, you're looking for people, you know, take away, if you, not the skill, but what do you actually look for? Like, are you looking for, if you had a picture of that perfect person, yes. what are the attributes that you're looking for? 
Like, yes. are you looking for what mindset? What makes a great cold for, caller? Yeah, or are you looking for skills? Is it mindset? You know, what? what is that, you know, that it's like they're standing there and there's a light that's shining over them to say, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I, want, I want you in my business. You know, yes. what, what, what does that person look like? Yeah, I love this. So I think they've got to have a whole lot of different attributes. Yeah. Um, Firstly, I mean, they've got to be personable. Yeah. They've, they've got to be someone that loves talking to people, um, that has such high rapport building techniques because you have to speak to people of all different levels. Um, so that's someone I, I look for. Um, on top of that, definitely a positive attitude. Okay. Like they've got to have that ability to master their mindset and, and do it ongoing because you brought up, you know, that fear of rejection yeah. that so many people have when it comes to cold calling. I'm really proud to say that, you know, my team, we don't really have that. And I know people might even be listening going, oh, as if you don't have fear <laughs> of rejection. Yeah. But if you are on the phones and you believe in what you're doing and you have the ability, I mean, I, I train people on how to master their mindset when I do my cold call coaching or training. Yeah. Mindset is one of the most pivotal parts about what we do. And when I talk to people about the steps we take at the Promo Donna to make sure we have that mindset in place, there's a few things like, you know, very goal-orientated or, or target-driven um, you know, so my team write down their targets as if they've achieved them yeah. every day. Um, they have to have that ability to visualise, you know, and, and almost like that manifesting yeah. of the opportunities they want to need. And one of the other things, and this actually comes back to, you know, when you're painting that picture of who you want, another thing is also um, their tonality and how mm. they sound yep. over the phone. Now, I'm going to share a little insight for everyone here today because there might be some listening that go, oh, I don't think I really have a phone voice, you know, that's that great, you know, yeah. can I do it? The good news for you is you can actually model your voice. So when I started out doing cold calling when I was much younger, so I was probably 19, 20, my uh, boss at the time said, Ashley, I don't know if I'd buy from you because you don't sound that authoritative. Yeah. and I said, well, what do you mean? She said, listen to your voice. You have upward inflections. And you know how a lot of young people, they ask questions like, is that something you'd be interested in? Their voice kind of goes up yeah. at the end of every sentence and it doesn't sound authoritative. Yep. So I said to her, well, what do you want me to do? And she said, well, why don't you try modelling your voice on someone that does have authority? And I thought about it and I decided to model my voice on news reporters. Okay. I think about news reporters, they'd speak down. So Ashley El Sadi, National 9 News, I go down with authority. So over the years, I have wow. modelled and practised that. <laughs> you know, well, that is actually pretty cool. I've never heard that before. So because I, yeah. like, I, I, I can only share what the experience that I have, right? And I coach some people and all that. I love intonation. I love about speed, tone and that. But the problem with me, when I get on the phone, I'm so excited, I just go bang. Um, now, yes. often – you know, I have to really tone it down a bit, right? And I often do, but I, yeah. I want to go back a step. So can you just do that again? Because I really like that. Yeah. So <laughs> you go you go down. How, how do you do Downward that? Downward inflections Downward will give inflections. you authority. 
So Ashley El Saadi, National 9 News. There's a reason that they deliver things like this and it's to get that sense of authority across. Wow. So, you know, everyone trusts the media. You know, look at what's happening right now. We look to the news and go, these guys are telling the truth. They're, you know, they've got authority. I trust them. It's the same when you're on the phone. Right. So that's a huge tip for everyone out there yes. that, you know, if you're looking for a cold caller, you know, they've got that perseverance, that attitude, that target-driven nature that you want, but then you think, oh, but they don't really have that phone voice I want. I love this. I'm actually, I might be able to train them. Oh, you know what? This is awesome. I'm, I've got a new technique that I'm going to try after this. I'm going to try to um, – you know, to, to, to do a call with that. And let's role play. So if you're selling me your services, how would you approach mm. it? So I answer the phone. I'm like, welcome to the Sales IQ podcast. You're speaking with Luigi. I would say, hi, Luigi. This is Ashley El Sadi from the Promo Donna. How are you today? Yeah, going well. Fantastic. Well, look, I'm actually reaching out from the Promo Donna because we're a lead generation agency. And I know the Sales IQ podcast, you interview amazing experts in the field. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Excellent. Well, as a lead generation company, we constantly are talking to sales experts. We have so many people at our fingertips and we'd love to share some more information on each of those with you. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Where can I sign up? So that's really good. I you put me like on the right. spot, Luigi. I was like, my gosh, what am I selling to you? I've got to develop this approach. <laughs> but there it is, uh, folks. So anyone, anyone listening to our show, because we've got a lot of sales pros out there from SDRs to AEs, even sales leaders and marketers, right? I think what I took away from that, regardless of what the message was, it was the way that I put you under the hammer without any preparation and bang, you were just able to get into it you were calm. And so you weren't always like that, right? Or was this something that you've always been like? Yeah, look, I, I don't think I was always like that. I mean, I, I explained yeah. to you that when my sales career started, it was because I was thrown yeah. on the phone and thrown in the deep end. But I think, you know, the, that years of practice and, and persistence has definitely given me yeah. that ability. But you've brought up another reason as to uh, or I guess you've shown another way in which you can identify someone who's going to be great on the phone for you because they do have to have that ability to handle a curveball question, for example. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, when clients say to me, how would you under, how would you handle a complex question or, you know, what if you're selling IT services and you're not an IT expert and you get yeah. a curveball thrown at you? Well, to be honest, you should never as a cold caller be positioning yourself as an expert in something that you're not. That is how we set up appointments. Yeah, we'll set up appointments by saying, look, this sounds like something you're interested in. How about I set up a time? But yes, if you are someone who is selling your own services and you get a curveball question that you're not sure about, I have to say one piece of advice I'd give to people is, yes, remain authentic and, yeah. you know, you have to think on your feet, but don't blubber and try and make something else, mm. you know, up that's not true. You yeah. would have seen with the promo Donna spiel I just gave then, that was true that we do speak to sales experts on an ongoing basis. They're right at our fingertips. I was trying to look for information that I could connect with that is true. So stay authentic, stay honest. Yeah. And if someone throws you a curveball you're not sure about as well, you know, make sure you just tell them, look, I'd love to 
I'd love to come back yeah. to you with that information. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, you know, obviously right now, and I had this chat with somebody yesterday from, you know, a very large tech firm that we're coaching and um, it came out, the, the phrase that I'm saying is our profession at the moment is a bit exposed, mm-hmm. right? Because we haven't got the mar- the marketing budgets have been slashed. Um, our pipelines have essentially been hit. Been hit. Yep. Um, some have, have had the other, the opposite. Their pipelines have just boomed, right? Yes. Um, one of my friends yesterday, Microsoft Gold Partner, um, his business has gone through the roof the last four weeks yeah. or six weeks, but he's also worried about fatigue in that there's a lot of these projects aren't going to be there in sort of two months. Mm. And what I say about Expose is, you know, now salespeople more than ever, they have to be proactively looking for opportunities, yes. right? Inbound has dramatically dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual, there's data to show the search, the amount of people searching for things have dropped. Yeah. Um, so our industry our profession is a little bit exposed. So if you're one of those sales pros, new or somebody that's been doing it for 20 years, that is thinking, I've got to get back to the basics. Yes. I haven't been picking up the phone as much. I haven't been holding myself accountable. Now I've got to do it. I'm nervous. Mm. I haven't done it for a while. What can they do to to get that level of confidence so they can they can get started again? Or yep get more out of what they're currently doing. I love this. So, yeah, I've recently been talking to a lot of people about this because you're spot on. The current crisis, let's think about it. We can't meet with people anymore. So, you know, phone-based selling is the way to go. And I completely agree with you that, you know, now is not the time to, to stop selling, especially over the phone, following up with prospects, because some people are arguing, um, you know, but no one's buying right now. That's fine if that's what's happening with your industry, but you need to stay proactive because think about the pipeline you're going to build when this all turns around, pop, you know, you're going to have so many new opportunities. But to come back to your question, so I've been sharing a lot of tips lately on how to sell more effectively over the phone. And if, yeah, if someone's listening and saying, well, I want to get back on the phone, but I'm a bit nervous about it. What are your top tips? Yeah, there are so many tips I could share, but if I try to break them down. So the first is, you know, rapport building techniques. That's one thing to look at, Um, you know, and this is before we're getting on the phone. What are some of my kind of back end tips for you? So rapport building, let's break down communication. So communication is 7% words. 38% 38% tonality, 55% physiology. So because we're not meeting with people anymore, we've really only got tonality and our words to play with. Yeah. So be very, become very conscious about your tonality. We've already touched on this, Luigi, when we were kind of talking about the authority yeah. before. But one technique I love to use and my team uses, because I'm trained in uh, neuro-linguistics programming, so NLP, And matching and mirroring is really key. So if you're on the phone, as well as having that authoritative approach, um, you also need to listen out to people's tonality and match and mirror them. So if I'm talking to a CEO, he's very gruff and he's very slow speaking, there's going to be no connection if I'm high-pitched and really, really fast. You have to become aware and match you know, those tones. Um, The other thing is words, as I mentioned. So if someone's using words 
you know, frequently, you need to use those same words to build that sense of rapport. So, you know, if quality is coming up time and time again, use it back to them. You know, yeah. that's a way. And I mean, I could delve into so much of that NLP. There's, you know, this could go for two hours talking about NLP yeah. techniques. But rapport building is one of them. The other thing I mentioned earlier about mastering your mindset um, and goal setting before you get into any phone session, make sure you write down your targets as if you've already achieved them. This seems so simple, but people don't do it. <laughs> and it's amazing the Absolutely. results that come about. So if I'm getting on the phone, I write down, I've achieved five appointments for XYZ company. And not only is it great because your mind starts to filter for the results you think you've already got, but it makes the no's easier because when you get a no, you think, oh, that's okay, the yeses are coming. So it's almost, yeah, it's almost like that That no brings yeah. you co closer to a yes, that kind of thing. I love that. And I, I just spoke to, you know, um, the author of Go For No. I love, you know, I love her concept because it's about embracing yes. the no. No's great, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. No goals. <laughs> You know, we often set yes goals. Set you know no what? Goals. So a client the other day and I were just talking about this, that the no's are just as valuable as the yeses. Because Absolutely. I'd rather get a no than no yes. decision. I'd rather get a no than call me back and then never answer my yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> and a um, no. So all you people ghosting me out there. No. <laughs> and a no that explains why. Because a no, yeah. if someone says no because of this, you've actually got an opportunity to kind of pivot your marketing messages or your sales messages yeah, based on what they've told you. So, so, yeah, those are some of the tips. And also I think, you know, if you're someone who in this climate is getting back on the phone, you know, we were talking about mm. this earlier, Luigi, that, you know, sales, you've just got to all remember that sales is about helping people. And more than ever before yeah. in this climate, you have to demonstrate that that is your ultimate goal when you're on the phone to people. It is simply about having a good conversation, understanding where they currently are and how you can help them to get through this crisis. Because if you're going to get on the phones and do a blatant sales pitch, it ain't going to cut it in this current climate. That's yeah. my belief anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I found our grab. That is the grab that we're going to go to market with because that is awesome. Like for me, Ashley, that sort of kind of summarizes everything that we're discussing. It's not about us. It's yes. about them. Treat, you know, it's about helping them and making sure our message resonates yes. for them. And, you know, people can say, oh, inbound, inbound's away, stop cold calling. But there are a lot of messages that are appearing in my feed or advertisements that are coming and the message is completely wrong for the buyer persona that yes. they're chasing. So just like anything, cold calling, cold emailing, cold outreach, whatever word you want to use can be done really well. Just like, you know, inbound can be done yes. really well. But ultimately, they are both effective and they're both mechanisms to drive pipeline performance. So I really appreciate you sharing some of your stories with us today. Before we wrap up, I ask this question of every okay. single guest. In your opinion, is sales an art or a science? Oh, <laughs> can I say it's both? <laughs> yeah, I, I have to get the bloody both. Yeah, they get the both, but no. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I want to explain what? why. I, I think sales yeah. is an art form. Um, you know, going back a few steps to when you asked me, 
what I look for in people when they're a professional cold caller, you know, what makes a good cold caller. Um, As a a little bit of a background that I I haven't really given you insight to, I actually um, was, I shouldn't say was, but I did acting in my past life. Um, I actually was on a few TV shows here in Australia, um, you know, with with very small roles. But I think to a certain extent that performing side does come into it. So it's almost like an art form in that sense. You've got to get into the persona um, that you want to be perceived as by your prospects. Now, people listening might go, oh, but if you're acting, isn't that not being authentic? Well, actually, Mm. acting, a really good actor brings truth to every scene. That's why you believe them. So when you are selling, yes, you are performing in a certain sort of way. However, I also believe that you are being completely authentic and truthful in what you're doing. So that's where the art comes into it. But the science, yes, I, you know, the other day when I was talking to people about how to more effectively sell over the phone during this time, I was talking about things like the importance of measuring and monitoring your call stats, Um, you know, as much as cold calling is about the approach it's also still a numbers game so there are many stats that you have to look at you know to be able to um, manage and monitor what you're doing um so yeah there's my answer i would say it's an art and both an art and a science (laughs) i love the way you spoke about the fact that the performance the acting brings out the truth you know, and, and I really, that really resonated with me. So thanks for sharing. And before we wrap up, where can our listeners find you and connect with you? Well, I'm definitely online. As much as I love those those <laughs> old sales methods, I am online as well. Yeah. So look, I'd love for people to follow me on or connect with me on LinkedIn. I love that platform. Yep. It's where we've connected most, Luigi, haven't we? Yep. Um, so Ashley Alsadi. I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. But probably um, where I'd love you to reach out the most, everyone, is ashleyalsadi.com, which is my website. Um, I've got my podcast on there, which is the, yeah, right. the Jested to Royalty Project, um, which is all about, you know, feeling like a bit of a fool when you're selling and I'd love to make you more sales <laughs> royalty. <laughs> um, and but for those who are listening as well and thought, you know, the promo don of the lead generation company might be able to help you and your company there's also the promodonna.com. So, all right, fantastic. So, we'll put all those in the show notes so that people can connect with you. We want them to connect, share what they loved. So, really appreciate you coming on. I know this is a topic that I love to talk about. I'm huge on outreach. Um, and, you know, I think any message right now um, that can help sellers be the best they can be is a message they need to listen to. So, thanks for what you do for the community. And, uh, yeah, look forward to, to connecting with you. Fantastic. Thanks so much, everyone, and thanks for having me.